0: We'll take your Bibles and turn to Genesis 30, 29, 30, and 31. is really just an ongoing, we got chapter divisions, but there really is no division in these, but we are taking them a chapter at a time. Chapter 30, verse 1, And when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said, Unto Jacob, give me children, or else I die. And Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel, and he said, Am I in God's stead, who hath withheld from thee the fruit of the womb? And she said, Behold, my maid, Billa, go into her, and she shall bear upon my knees, that I may also have children by her. Let's pray together, please. Our most gracious heavenly Father, we do thank thee for all thy blessings you give us in Christ Jesus. and. We thank you for your words ever settled in heaven, that it shows us all aspects of our saints and past, and we just thank thee for it that we might better understand, Father, the things in our lives. We ask your mercies be upon the church and congregations we meet this evening, that everything may go done in decent and order and to the honor and glory and that you would meet with us and open up our understanding to thy word. In Jesus name I pray these things for his sake. Amen. As we mentioned, we have this ongoing narrative about uh, Jacob and his family, especially in our passage here, the first part is again dealing with the his two wives and then the latter part is uh, dealing with uh, <clears throat> Jacob uh, being uh, getting something for his labors besides his family. And uh, some of the things that are said there remind us of the slave requirements. And I know that Jacob put himself under servitude uh, for seven years and then another seven. Uh, But when uh, (coughs) Jacob said, send me and my wives and children, uh, if if the slave owner has given, and this is an exodus, has given you the, your wife. Then, when you go out, she doesn't. And uh, so, and Jacob had no power to resist Laban. Laban had had uh, had all the man servants, maid servants, and all this. And Jacob didn't have any to speak of, except for his family and the maids that Laban gave them. And so, <clears throat> uh, because of these children, he thought uh, thought Jacob would love her. That is. Leah, because of all the children she had, she had four, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, uh, before our lesson today. And because of this children, she thought that Jacob would love her and give her more attention than she did Rachel, but this did not happen. And from all indication, he spent most of his time in Rachel's tent and very little time in uh, Leah's. Uh, we continue this lesson with the sisters fighting for Jacob's affection and approval. They envied and were uh, jealous of one another. And, other, and I put a note in here that most of the meanings of uh, this first section, of course, is copied, but uh, the meanings and the writings from Strong's. And this just gives an outline of the different uh, patriarchs of Israel and what the basic meaning of their name is. and, and then, uh, then the other map is just uh, our <coughs> chart really of the 12 tribes of Israel and kind of like their dates and, and uh, <coughs> when they were born. but it uh, <coughs> it not a- absolute perfect. You can find a couple of errors there, but we'll not worry about that. A woman's prestige in her day was, I, uh, I, I was thinking about this when I was a, when I, where I grew up was farm country. And people were still, I know it hadn't been that long ago, but most people were still using mules or horses to plow the field. And the rich farmers, they had a tractor. And uh, so the poor farmers didn't. And sons was looked at as a premium and uh usually, the ones that doesn the farm would be the you know they couldn't afford to hire people and and so if you had a lot of children, then they could do most of the work and and the kids at ten years old was out there you know planting and so on and so forth so this is same type here is the prestige of the woman's bearing children and especially sons. And so to bear a child, was, it, it was keep the reproach from her, but to bear a son uh, would elevate her in other people's light or in their in their sight. And so the women wrestling match, i put in here in verse uh, 13 verses. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and uh, we we'll start verse 4, and he gave him... And she gave him Belhah, her handmaid, to wife. And Jacob went in to her, and Belha conce- conceived and bare Jacob's son. And Rachel said, "God hath judged me, and hath not, it hath also heard my voice, and hath given me a son. Therefore, called his name uh, Dan." And Belhah, uh, Rachel's maid, conceived again and bare. And bare Jacob a second son, and Rachel said, "What great wrestling have I wrestled with my sister, and have prevailed And she called his name Neph, and, and Leah saw that he had that she had left bearing, and she took Zelpath, her maid, and gave her to Jacob to wife, and Zelpath, Leah's maid bare Jacob a son and Leah said a troop cometh and she called his name Gad and Zilpah uh, Leah's <coughs> maid bare Jacob a second son and Leah said happy am I for the daughters shall call me blessed and she called his name Asher <coughs> and and uh, so we'd stop our reading for then and of course Rachel was envious because she didn't have any children and. And uh, so she had this struggle between her and her sister. And as I said before, usually this is a worse problem than two women wouldn't have known each other being sisters that made it, I think made it worse. Uh, this was a competition between the two, and to win Jacob's favor. But Rachel had Jacob's favor. I mean that is quite evident from the scriptures. That's the way it was. And Rachel was clearly losing the contest she didn't have any children. And uh, uh, Genesis 30 and verse 1, Give me children or else I die. And Jacob got very angry. And, of course, she was asking him to do what only God could do. I mean, Jacob had no control over that. And so it was uh, God that opened or closed the womb. That's the way it is today. Uh, And there are some things that only God can give. And we think about wisdom, understanding. We can learn what the scriptures say and break them down, and the sentence structure, and learn the Greek and our Hebrew and Greek, and and other languages, the Arabic, and so on and so forth. But this does not guarantee wisdom and understanding, because only God can give that. And <clears throat> you can just look at the number of religions that call themselves Christian in the world, and how vast they differ. And somebody somewhere lacks a little wisdom and understanding because some of these are really cults or not. <clears throat> but they base their religion upon the Scripture, sometimes one verse, sometimes it's several verses, or sometimes they knit several verses together, taken from all over the Bible, and, and count that as a continuous thing. But <clears throat> to have true wisdom and knowledge, God could give it. I mean, not understanding, God has to give that to you. You can get knowledge, and it might not be uh, uh, of the Scriptures. You can get knowledge of the words, get the definitions, you can get all these things, uh, but that still won't give you wisdom and understanding. Only God can do, do that. And that's the same here with children. Only God can do that. First Corinthians 1. First Corinthians one twenty one. For after that, in wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block unto the Greeks, foolishness. But unto them that are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men for you see your calling brethren how that not many wise men after the flesh nor many not many mighty not many humble uh, noble excuse me are called and so God uses the foolishness uh, has chosen the foolish it says and and sometimes we don't like reading that because that means us that's who he called and uh, so, with those in wisdom in and the, and the things of the world, we have some people just—I mean—really smart and sharp on evolution, you know. And if you didn't know the truth, you think, "Well, this makes sense because the way they lay it out and all that, and and all the accolades they get, and as if that was, uh, <clears throat> if you will, as the old saying goes, as the word from Mount Sinai." And the to pe- day people struggle, take hormones. Watch the clock uh, to have children, but in the end, only God can give children. Uh, Third verse, this sounds familiar. She gave Bilhah, her maid, to Jacob. She shall bear up on my knees that I may also have children by her. Now, remember the disaster with Sarah and Hagar in uh, Genesis 16. And this is the same exact scenario and uh, that Sarah would have the child buried up on her knees and would become her child. But we know that just didn't work out at all. As far as we can know from this scripture, though, this wasn't a problem. Uh, They didn't have this conflict like uh, Sarah and Hagar had, but nonetheless, it was immoral and ungodly, and sometimes we think, well, why did God let this happen? There's a lot of things that God lets happen in the world, uh, that are ungodly, and as I mentioned last time, if, if he if he took every one of us out for some ungodly la- uh, uh, act, there wouldn't be any Christians. I mean, uh, and, and there wouldn't have been uh, Israel, if you will, as we see about their patriarchs. But uh, God uses these things and works through these things. There is a comp. There is a. Uh, 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 recompense for this and some of the recompense is not here sometime it'll be in glory when we get there it would be the suffer loss of reward because of the things that we've done uh, here in genesis 16 as we mentioned hagar and abraham uh, the custom of their day and <clears throat> that concubine children if they was born on the knees of a mistress was counted as the mistress children And so the maid, whether you want to call her a concubine or not, the scripture here doesn't. Uh, So whether she was a wife like Hagar was to Abraham, it's really not said here. But anyway, we know that Abraham, when he marries later, or takes more wives later after Sarah dies, they're all called concubines, and none of them inherited. And so so there was a discrepancy with the children they're either counted as the in the in the heredity of the of the wife. If they were, then they were in line for an inheritance. If they weren't, they got nothing hardly. So it depends on how the how the fa, the man or the father uh, viewed them, and plus the wife. <clears throat> and so that we see this uh, Belha had conceived and bears his son and. And uh, Rachel named them. You know, each one of these names, they named their children. I thought, how would you like to have some of these names? I mean, what they mean. And we see this throughout the scriptures, you know. uh, Of course, to us, it's just a name now. But to them, it was like saying farmer, crook, you know, or something like that. And, and And it had the direct meaning of whatever the word is. And... Uh, Later on, it becomes a regular name, like a family name, and usually, uh, my George means farmer, and and but it depends on which nation you come from to what it's a farmer or something else, laborer or whatever, and so each each one of our names has a meaning to it, uh, but uh, some of them we wouldn't want we wouldn't want to be called uh, whatever it is our name means. And so, nonetheless, we see Dan as judge, which not be a bad name, if you will, because judge had vindicated her, and, and so she was thanking God for this child, and that, and she was counting it as her own, so therefore she felt vindicated that, uh, that she conceived and buried this son, and Naphtali means wrestling, and of course she's wrestled with her sister, as it's said in the Scripture, and won. On that occasion, because her sister quit all, quit having children, and so uh, her sister did the same thing. She got gave Zilpath to him, and then they had the two children, Gad or Truth. And the ideal of this was there's a whole army coming. In other words, she's just going to, because she had so many children of her own, and then here we have Zilpath. She's having children, and so all those is counting to Leah. And so she says a, a, a truth, and then <clears throat> I put troop down. try. I think Asher, I think Gad's the truth. Let me look real quick. <clears throat> well, they put Gad on uh, good fortune, and Asher they have is happy, uh, but. <clears throat> The good fortune troop can mean good fortune. It also can mean uh, armies coming. And in the context of the scriptures, I think it was more than she's. It for, was fortuitous that she was the troop was coming. And then in verses fourteen through twenty-one, Reuben found some man, mandrakes, which were thought to promote fertility, to give uh, to his mother. There in starting in verses verse fourteen. And Ruman went in the days of the wheat harvest and found mandrakes in the field and brought them to his mother Leah. And Rachel said to Leah, Give me, I I pray thee, of thy son's mandrakes. And she said unto her, It is is of small matter that thou hast taken my husband. And wouldest thou now take away my son's mandrakes also? And Rachel said, Therefore he shall lie with me tonight, and for son for the son's mandrakes. And Jacob came out of the field in the evening, and Leah went out to meet him, and said, Thou must come unto me, for surely I have hired thee with my son's mandrakes. And he laid with her that night. And God hearkened unto Leah; she conceived and bare son, uh, bare Jacob, the fifth son. And Leah. Said, and God has given me my hire, and because I have given my maid and uh, <clears throat> to my husband, and she called his name Issachar, and Leah conceived again, and and then and bare uh, Jacob, the sixth son. And Leah said, God has in <clears throat> has endued me with a good dowry. Now will my husband dwell with me because I have borne him six sons, and she called his name Zebulun. And afterwards, she uh, bare a daughter and called her name Donna. So, and she conceived and bare a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. And the son called his name Joseph and said, the Lord shall add to me another son. Of course, as rich in verse 22, and God remembered Rachel, and God hearkened to her, and opened her womb, so she had a child of her own, Joseph. And of course, Joseph is significant in the scriptures. The about I think it's the fourth, 14 last chapters of the book of Genesis deal with Joseph, and uh, and uh, <clears throat> yet we would if we look at the scripture, we think, well, the promised seed would come through Joseph. I mean, because at, I mean, 14 chapters, and Judah's got by what, a half a chapter or a chapter, maybe a whole chapter that deals with him, his illicit actions, and and so uh, if we count in scriptures, we would say, well, the blessing would come through Joseph, but of course the blessing come from Judah, and they learn, the, we learn more about the wages and his wife, if you will, or the Excuse me, uh, God heard H, uh, Rachel's prayer and bare Joseph. And Jehovah has added, it was a removal of her reproach because she had been barren, even though she had had this child on her knees, and uh, and that was counted to her as her child. Uh, when she had an actual child, uh, this took away her reproach in the community. Uh, she was looked down on. I mean. Uh, <clears throat> I, uh, I don't know if, if y'all was raised in a place like I was, but uh, it was the same where I was raised, and, and, and especially a son. If you had a son, and that was very good, and if he's healthy. And uh, that was the other criteria, and although it doesn't say here a healthy, uh, but I know where I was brought up is have a son, they be healthy. If there was one of these that couldn't do nothing, then that didn't count for much. So, and they said, well, she's of a good stock, you know, and so on and so forth. So this is the reproach that's been talked about here. And after the birth, J- and Joseph, Jacob were ready to leave, and uh, this was the timing of him leaving. And we know Benjamin is is born after they get into the land, so. Even though I have him on the list at the front and in the diagram and all that, uh, Benjamin, I think, is chapter 36, I believe. <clears throat> but it's later on in the, in the passage when Rachel dies giving birth to, uh, to uh, Benjamin. <clears throat> we want to, uh, he wanted to go home, and this is where we start seeing the conniving. And we see two, <coughs> two experts at this. Uh, working against each other in verse 25. And it came to pass when Rachel had borne <clears throat> Joseph that Jacob said to, unto Laban, Send me away that I may go unto my own place and to my country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served thee and let me go for thou knowest my service which I have done thee. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, I have if I found a favor in thy eyes, tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed thee for thy sake, and he hath appointed me uh, uh, he hath appointed uh, appoint me thy wages, and I will give it, and he said unto him, Thou knowest how I have served thee and how, how thy cattle was with me, for it was a little uh, was little which thou hast hath before I came, excuse me. And is now increased into a multitude, and the Lord has blessed thee since my coming. And now, when I when shall I provide for my own house also? And he said, What shall I give thee? And Jacob said, Thou shalt go and give me anything if thou wilt do this thing for me. I will again feed and and keep thy flock. I will pass through. All thy flock today and remove from thence all the speckled all the, and spotted cattle and all the brown cattle among the sheep and the spotted and speckled of, uh, among the goats and of uh, which shall uh, be my hire. So shall my wit- uh, righteousness uh, <laughs> answer for th- me in time to come when it shall come uh, for my hire before thy face. Every one that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the sheep, and that shall be counted stolen with me. And Laban said, Behold, I would it might be according to thy word. And he removed that day the he goats, and there were rings speckled and spotted, and all the she goats that were speckled and spotted, for every one that has some white in it, and all the brown among the sheep, and gave them unto his sons, and he set them three days' journey betwixt himself and Jacob, and and Jacob uh, uh, fed the rest of Laman's flock. Now this is where sometimes pronouns, if you're not careful, would change what you think it's really saying. And and here, uh, uh if we're not careful, we'll think Jacob's one went through. He said he's going to go through, get all the speckle and the brown and so on and so forth. And, uh, but the last verse shows us that it was Laman. And he himself removed them and then gave them to his sons. And they kept a distance of three days between them, journeyed between them. And so by the time Jacob got to the herd, there was either all gone or just a very few left for him to make his first herd up with uh, of the speckle and so on and so forth, And, of course he was <coughs> giving them to give them to Reuben, I think it was, but anyway and and set the cattle and uh, kept them separate, but not a three days' journey as layman and his uh, as layman's sons uh, kept that journey uh, before him, and so he <coughs> and so the uh <coughs> So he tricked, if you will, uh, Jacob in this that he agreed to it. And we notice each time he asked Joseph, "What will be your hire?" when he When he come for uh, to get <clears throat> Rachel, he 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 set seven years. But Laman was a smart guy, and he ended up he had to work fourteen years to get Rachel, and. Uh, so there are two connivers in this and and Laman almost begs Jacob to say to stay because he realized that uh, God blessed him in his herd. When he first came there, Rachel was tending the cattle and or the goats and sheep, and it was a small enough herd that she can take care of them. And so that shows what they had. But now we notice when he separated just the just the ring spangled, uh, ring speckled, from uh, the herd and the brown and so on and so forth, uh, by, and separated them. That it took his sons to watch over, not a son but sons to watch over them, and and so there was a multitude. Jacob said, "When I come here, you he had a few. Now you got a, you have a multitude." And uh, by Jacob's word, then Laban. Was the master, and he was uh, over the slaves. We I mentioned we've mentioned this, but uh, <clears throat> he asked for the, to take his children home too, his wives. So his wife was the pay for his labor there. But Jacob did not have a, any any uh, uh, cattle of his own. He didn't have anything, if you will, that he could call his own. He didn't. Have manservants, man-made servants, and all this, as we see later on. Uh, here, he's really is, is in a fix because he needs to provide for his family, and so this is the this is the, uh, uh, the agreement that they made. He had spent fourteen years of his labor; now another six uh, when he was when he went out of the land, and so the uh, Jacob had wives, maids, and and a house full of children, uh, but no way to support them. If he went back then, uh, back to Canaan land, he'd gone back just barely struggling. Uh, I Put in there somewhere, he's like a sharecropper without the share. I mean, he he didn't get a share of the cattle. And uh, Jacob, now Jacob wanted some wealth for himself, or at least uh, uh, that which could support him and his family, and, and they would be a distinctive difference between the cattle and normal indifference, or, uh, and these were non-prized cattle. You None know, of these would get a blue ribbon at any fair or festival or anything. These would be the outcast uh, sheep and goats. Uh, so uh, Laman jumped on that wagon, and he thought, well, I've got the prime, you know, the herd prime herd here, the all the white uh, sheep, and so on and so forth, and so Jacob was taking all the, what we would call the scrubs, you know, they was, uh, and usually these were the weaker cattle, or and and might be because they didn't take as good a care of them as they would the prize uh, cattle, and it was the flock that, as we mentioned before, that Rachel could take care of, now his sons were taking care of it, and uh, we know as Laban gave them to his sons, as we mentioned, and This is copied, I think, from Butler. Yeah, Butler. Jacob and Laman were two of of a kind. Both were shrewd bargainers and could drive home a very hard bargain with the unsuspecting. A person doing business with them needed to keep both hands on his wallet. The shrewdness of Jacob was illustrated in his bargaining with Esau out of his birthright, the shrewdness of Laman has seen in his bargain Jacob into working an extra seven years for Rachel. Uh, but Jacob would keep his word, but not always the spirit of an agreement. And uh, so both of them was manip- manipulators. And then in verse 37, Jacob starts manipulating the cattle. And uh, let me check something here. <clears throat> Thirty-seven. And Jacob took him rods of green poplar and of the hazel and the chestnut tree and peeled white streaks in them and uh, and made the white appear which was in the rods and he set the rods which he had peeled before the flocks and the gutters and the water troughs when. The flocks came to drink that they should conceive when they came to drink, and the flocks conceived before the rods and brought forth cattle ring straked and speckled and spotted. And Jacob did separate the lambs and set the faces of the flock toward the ring straked, excuse me, and all the brown in, in the flock of Laman, and he put his flocks by him themselves. and put them not unto layman's cattle. And it came to pass, whosoever, <clears throat> whensoever the stronger cattle did conceive that Jacob laid the rods before their eyes of the cattle in the gutters and they that they might conceive uh, among the rods. But when the cattle were feeble, he put them not in, so the fable were layman's and the stronger Jacob's and the man increased exceedingly. And had much cattle, and maid servants, and men servants, and cattle, and asses, and so he he got him a big herd. By the time the six years is come to an end, and, uh, and and it seems to like superstition or witchcraft the way he went about it, and and uh, but we know that in the next chapter we'll see in eleventh uh, 31 and 11 following verses, it was God that gave them the increase. And uh, that's a lot of, I think about the, all the superstitions that I knew when I was a child, and uh, some of them even seemed so crazy to me, I thought, but it worked sometime for somebody. And uh, after that, they thought, well, this is a sure cure, you know, and and if it didn't work, it's because you didn't do it right. I mean, that would be the, or you didn't have you didn't have confidence in it It's like when people <clears throat> say uh, come for healing and they're not healed and they say well, if you had faith you you'd been healed and and so that's their cop out if if you will and this is the same here uh, Jacob's going to all this trouble to breed the strong cattle and all that and there is a little scientific evidence about the about the waters and uh, and <clears throat> and uh, where they drank and all this that it could cause uh, certain burst effects. And uh, I read two or three of them, and I I thought this is a little bit <clears throat> to me it was a little bit wacky where they was talking, but uh, they was trying to give an explanation why it worked. And then chapter thirty one tells us why it worked. God is the one who gave him the increase, and because Laman had uh, changed his wages, as that's what I was looking for a while ago, uh, but he had changed his wages ten times. It mentions it in the in the chapter 31, speaking to his family, whether this is a literal ten times or just a number. I like people that use sometimes, this happened to me ten times, or you've done this a hundred times when... We thought, well, how many? Where were they done? You know, a hundred, and and then we find that wasn't quite a hundred. You know, it would be quite less. But well, I kind of take us what the ten times is, but I don't know that. And and the layman would uh, change which cattle was be Jacob. So whichever cattle was Jacob, then they would be the one that would bear the 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 have the <clears throat> offspring that were the stronger and the and so on and so forth. And so. Uh, God blessed him in this, and, uh, but I'm sure that Jacob uh, done this, thinking this this would do it. And somebody's talking about the sap of the chestnut tree and then the water and mixed with these others. and So there might be something there, but I, I, personally I didn't see it. But they did, I guess, so they wouldn't put it in their commentaries. <clears throat> so he had more cattle and laymen, and he now had maid servants, man servants, camels, donkeys, and, and this outraged Layman. And as we'll see in the next chapter, God works through all the wickedness of men, bring about his good pleasure. And uh, even means, and that seems superstitious, uh, but the increase of uh, our lack thereof is of God, not man. So anyway, Laman, if you will, he uh, he thought he was outsmarting Jacob, and Jacob was trying to outsmart Laman. And in the end, God is the one that transferred the multitude of cattle to Jacob, and we'll see this as a controversy in our next chapter.